Hey, we're here again today just to talk about some issues in life that, um, you know, that come up and sometimes it has to do with ourselves and sometimes with other people. My name is Shay and this is Corey and we're um, leaving ourselves a little bit vulnerable starting out today because we're going to talk about an issue having to do with um, parents who find out their their children or adult or or underage have um, decided that they believe they're gay and want to live in the homosexual lifestyle and and we both came out of that lifestyle and um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit today, Corey, uh, if we can talk about kind of how it was when we started out when we approached our parents, and I don't, I don't even know that we've even ever talked about this. We've never talked about, I know I've never told you yeah, I don't <clears> about think, my situation. I don't situation. think we have. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'll just go ahead and start. I remember, um, like, I, like I've said before, I've, I was in the lifestyle for over 25 years, and so... <clears throat> Um, uh, I can remember the time that as I would say that when, um, when I was in the lifestyle, it was not as popular it is, as it is right now. And so, but I don't know that that has really changed as much for, for people that are in the lifestyle and they go and approach their parents or their friends or family that that may not approve of that lifestyle. Um, that issue hasn't changed very much. Right. And it was the same with me. It was it was approaching I re, I remember we went um, I took my mom, the lady I was living with, we took my mom to the beach and I had decided that um, that I was going to let her know. Uh, and so on our way back uh, home, I shared with her, you know, that that we were a couple, and she didn't take it very well. <laughs> she didn't take it well at all. And how old were you at this time? Well, I was, I was in my 30s. I was in my early 30s at that time. Um, Could have been even the late. 20s, but I think it was early 30s. Um, don't remember the exact age, but I was a grown adult, you know. Um, but um, she didn't take it well, and she, you know, it kind of was kind of interesting because it reverted back to almost to like my childhood because she was like the first thing she was like, I'm going to tell your father. <laughs> and it was oh, no. like, here I am, a, a grown adult, right? And she's like threatening to tell my dad. And guess what? I got scared because I think that's one thing that as, as even grown adults, you revert back to that childhood to where, mm -hmm. you know, your fear of your father or any of those things sometimes can come up. I mean, it's a real thing, thing you know, because you... You still respect and love your parents, and you want, you know, want you want them to approve of you. You want them right. to love you, no mm -hmm. matter what, you know. And so, as an adult, I, I remember just, 
uh, being afraid. And it was crazy because it was to the point where where I lived in Austin at the, or she lived in Austin at that time. I didn't, <clears throat> but I was taking her back to Austin. So we, we got into Austin and, and I remember I called my sister and I took my mom to the bus station. I wouldn't even take her home because I didn't oh, wow. want I didn't want to <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. It was crazy. And so I called my sister and I said, you have to come and pick her up because I'm not going to take her home. She's going to, you know, I told her the whole story, and she's going to tell, you know, our dad. And and um, it was just a crazy thing. And so that was my experience. I After that time, we didn't talk about it anymore. That's kind of where we came from. But since I was a, a grown adult, I didn't live in the same town. I didn't really have to have to deal with it so much. I just really wanted her approval. Yeah. And I think that sometimes what's being faced today is wanting approval, but now I'm on the other side, and so I see things, you know, differently because I saw it more as as um, that it was supposed to be what it it's supposed to be right, you know, but it wasn't right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you remember your mom ever having a specific reason for why she was upset? Was it like... You know... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm just curious if she ever said maybe where she was coming from. She never did. I mean, and that's... But see, and that's the thing. It kind of reverts back to your childhood. It was... You never really talk about it. It's just that, that fear of your dad. You know, I'm going to tell your dad. And... And so I never really knew, even to this day, I never was able to talk to her about, wow, what was really going on and what were you feeling? I wish I had. I mean, I truly wish I knew, but I didn't. And now she's, she's passed, and so um, there's no way I can have that conversation. But, uh, but it is something that I would have liked to have a conversation I would have liked to have had other than what I got. I just didn't yeah. get a good response. Right. So it wasn't even anything we could talk about. I don't know. Hmm. Did you ever tell your parents? I did. Yeah, I was trying to decide how much of this to tell on here, but I guess I'll just tell it how it happened. I start, you know, I noticed my attractions to men around middle school so then I started thinking well I guess I think I know what this means you know I didn't I didn't really have a sense for how my parents would react or what what was going on exactly at the time but when I was 16 I I met someone from the internet and uh because I was curious and I had been talking to these older guys for a long time you know through the internet so eventually I met and it was terrible and I was freaking out after I met this stranger and I decided I needed to tell my parents what happened because I couldn't keep it to myself I couldn't I just couldn't cope with with what was going on so I, I lied to my parents and I said that um 
this guy forced me to do stuff with him. And, um, and then about three or four months later, the actual truth came out. And so then, um, it was like, okay, so this is what we're dealing with. And at the time I wasn't, I don't remember being kind of like, I'm gay. This is who I am. It was just like, what's going on? I mean, we didn't even really talk about it that much. It was like, I guess I talked about it with my mom, but, but it wasn't like, this is who I am and you need to accept it. It was like, this is what I'm dealing with and I don't know what to do about it. And so it wasn't until I was 18 that I got into a real like relationship with some, with someone from school that, which I hid for a few months and then my parents found out again. And then I think that's when they probably realized that, this is something that's going to continue on. Yeah. Like this is not just a little phase or something. Yeah. Um, and I remember my parents saying that it was like a death in the family, which at the time really offended me because it's like, I didn't die. I'm here. It's just, you don't realize what, I'm going, what I'm dealing with. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it was really hard. Yeah. It was hard. Well, we've heard that before. I mean, we work with parents a lot. And as a matter of fact, I just want to throw in that, that we are going to have a parents, uh, healing day. It's going to be in November, November the 10th. And, um, so if you'd like to know more about it, you can go to our website. I'll give you that information later. But we've heard parents say that, that you know, it's almost like a death in, in their life. And that's, I mean, to me, that's understandable because it's like all your hopes and your dreams. You know, parents, they, they have these dreams and these hopes for their children. They're going to have grandchildren if they have a daughter or even if they have a son, you know. They're going to have grandchildren and, and um, you know, uh, say, for instance, the father dreams of walking his daughter down the aisle, you know. And, and I know that in the lifestyle you're going to say, a lot of people say, well, you know, I still have, I still want that. I want my mom. We've had... You know, people that have have said, hey, I want my dad to walk me down the aisle and I'm marrying, you know, my partner, you know, and, and, uh, but it's just not the same for the parent when they have dreams, you know, of their own for their children. Right. I mean, so that kind of makes sense, right? Yes, definitely. And like for me, I'm an only child, so I think that it probably hit a little harder knowing that if I continue down this path, this is, there's not going to be grandkids. There's not going to be a, a marriage or anything like that. And, and I'd right. think. Not that fits in with their, not that fit, Sorry, we're having a little bit of a storm here right now. Yeah. But not that fits in their plan for your life. Right. You know, their dreams and their hopes for your life. Right. And also, I think they're, like my parents, want the best for me and so that 
you know, they didn't believe this was the best thing for me. Right. So looking back, I can see that. But at the time, I just thought they didn't un understand and they're just being selfish because of what they think they want, right. you know. Sure. But now I can see things differently, so. Well, and it's not really, I mean, I know you see it differently, but, it, you know, just to kind of, kind of, just kind of stretch in on that, that whole statement is, it's that, it's that they're not really being selfish. You're not being selfish. It's just that wanting the best, you know, for you. And I'm sure that even you struggled through, how do I explain this? Um, you know, as, as somebody that's having to, to, ha to deal with that in their life, they're wanting, they're wanting the parents' love. They're wanting their love. Right. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do approval. You think, huh? Approval. Love, approval, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, when I think about it, I think, and I'm just going to kind of ask you about this, is, you know, when you say approval, I mean, I think about these things, I think about acceptance, you know, and acceptance of your lifestyle, and I think back on when I shared that, I mean, it would be nice to have had that, but I think really ultimately all I was looking for was unconditional love. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, and I just want to offer this to parents out there as far as, you know, looking at their son or their daughter that may be struggling is that, you know, it's not, I know that, that your child may be screaming out for acceptance if, if you don't accept me, but I just want, want parents to think about that, that in that lifestyle you get, you get love confused with acceptance, you know? And I think that lifestyle kind of strips that away from us to where, and I say us because I used to be there, but it strips it away because, because all you start seeing is, is acceptance. You know, it's like people say that's who they're, what their identity is. And so that, and that's a lie because it's not your identity. But, um, so I just want to offer to parents, you know, that, that it's just important to remember that when you hear acceptance from your children, your, your child or your adult child, whatever age they are, that, that they want you to accept them, them I really believe it's more that they want you to unconditionally unconditionally love them. They may believe that it's acceptance, but ultimately what wins is unconditional love. Mm. That's a good They may not get point. the acceptance they want. Right. But I just want to say it again that that what wins is unconditional love. We are guaranteed that by Christ. You know, yeah. that unconditional love will win in the end. You know? That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I just wanted to offer that. And so, if love does win, I mean, uh, unconditional love does win, 
you know, sometimes there are parents, you know, that'll, that, that just want to insist and they, they want to keep reminding their child that, you know, even with this unconditional love, we want you to know this is a sin. I mean, right. we, we want you to know it's sins, it's, that it's sin ultimately, and we want to make sure that you continue to know this. Mm-hmm. Even when the child keeps saying, the adult child also keeps saying that that they are, they believe they're gay. Well, right. we want to keep reminding them mm-hmm. that it's a sin because we don't want them to forget. Because if or we to, go ahead, or to think that suddenly we're accepting of this. Exactly, in your unconditional love, you. Parents sometimes are afraid that it's going to come across as that they're accepting of their sin. And I just want to offer to you that you really don't, as parents, I don't know that you have to keep reminding your children that, I mean, that, they're, that you believe it's a sin, you know, mm-hmm. and that God says it's a sin. I think that you have that conversation one time, and they're going to remember your beliefs. I mean, I mean, you can you can say, you know what? I unconditionally love you. I want your I want God's best for your life, but I don't think I don't think I have to keep telling you. You know, so I'm going to tell you this one time, and then I think you just let it go. What do you think? Mm, um, I'm thinking about my own experience with my parents, and I know it came up more than one time. And I think at some point I did start to wonder if my parents were more accepting because... Later on, I did get into a relationship, and my parents knew about it, and there was we weren't really fighting about it anymore. It was just like, okay, this is the way it is. And so, but I knew. I think I, I mean, I always knew where they stood on it. But there were times that they reminded me in a loving way, I think. And, and there were also times in the beginning that they there were like my parents would use like fear tactics or whatever and that kind of pushed me away pushed me in the other direction and but then, it didn't make you change did it no it didn't make me change and that's the thing you're not going to make the parent is not going to make them change by right you know fear or or just continually you know slapping them with the bible right. and slapping verses from the bible in their face Right. But the thing about at least knowing where they stood and me knowing my parents' unconditional love, that whenever I did, I knew I could talk to them about it. I knew I could talk to them about the truth and that if I were to say, I'm done with this lifestyle, that they would... um they wouldn't say, you know, they wouldn't rub it in my face or something. That they would, they right. would welcome me with open arms and say, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think kids know where their parents stand on this kind of stuff. 
Well, so let's kind of talk about that a little bit, though. I mean, if, say, for instance, I mean, you you had mentioned that they became more, you know, like it was just not accepted, but it was just not a topic of conversation. They weren't throwing fear in your face. You know, it got to where it was just, you know, it was what it was, right. you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we have parents that say, well, what if, what if uh, Johnny wants to bring home his partner at Christmas time, you know, or what if Susie wants to bring home her partner at, at Christmas time, you know, what do we say about that? And so I was just wondering, you know, even when you're at this place, you said where you, you were in another relationship and your parents were just not, you know, they were just, it was just was what it was. Mm-hmm. Would you have ever thought about bringing them, bringing somebody home, knowing deep down, you know, how they felt? I never considered it. It was never an option for me because I knew where my parents stood. I knew where my family stood. And I think if I had done it, it would be very awkward. And I think it would just, it would have been very painful for my parents. So it was nothing that I ever considered or that I ever wanted to do. Right. But during those times, I was less, I was not around as much because I was with this other person. Sure. And sure. it just, for me, it wasn't, a, I, I just was never an option to do that because. Because you love your parents. Yeah. You know, and that's, and I think that's a real thing that parents should look at as well, is that, you know, your child doesn't do this to hurt you. You know, the child is not choosing this lifestyle or going in the direction of this lifestyle to hurt the parent. You know, it truly is because they they believe that that's who they are Mm -hmm. at this point in their life. You know, but there is still love there, you know. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be seeking the acceptance that they're seeking, you know? Right. So what would you say to a parent that says, you know, well, you know, should I let them bring, you know, their partner home during the holidays? What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. It's a hard thing. Yeah, that's tough because you... you that's tough. I'm not really sure. I mean, I've never been in that situation. Sure, sure. And I, I'm i not sure if... I almost think my parents would have not stopped me from bringing this person around. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a tough situation. I, I'm not sure how to answer that. Yeah. What would well, you say? Well, I mean, for me, you know, I think about... Um, I think about a lot about, you know, when you have when you have rules set up. I mean, one big thing that I like to always remember is that, you know, homosexuality, yes, it's a sin, but it's not the only sin. You know, and and a lot of times what we will talk to parents about is, you know, if they have siblings, you know, of course in your case they didn't, but if they had siblings you know, would you allow your daughter to bring her boyfriend home and have sex in the, you know, 
in the in the bedroom would you allow them to sleep in the same bed you know if they were coming in from out of town say for the holidays and spending the night you know i don't i absolutely don't think there's anything wrong with getting to a place of um unconditional love and accepting a child's partner into the home for the holidays I mean, Jesus ate with sinners. You know, if the if the parent knows where you stand, if the I mean, if the child knows where the parent stands mm-hmm. in their beliefs, you know, that's a way of offering unconditional love. But I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you can come, but but you absolutely will sleep in separate beds. You won't sleep in the same bed. We do not believe in in any form of sex when you're not married. And I know that they, you know, they believe you can get married, but, but that's not God's marriage. We're right. not even going to get into <laughs> that on the, in this podcast. <laughs> you know, but I think that it's okay to set up stipulations like that. You know, if, and if it's too soon, I think, there's, I think there's a period of time where you say, hey, I just need some time to think about it. I think the parent has to remember that the first thing that has to happen, you know, towards getting to this place is grieving. I mean, there has to be a grieving period, and I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but, but, um, but I don't know that that's going to happen real quickly. Oh, sure, go ahead and bring them over for the holidays. Go mm-hmm. ahead and... You know, come and, you know, let's have a good family time. You know, I don't know that that happens right away. There's some healing that has to go on, some grieving, you know, for the parent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, I think the child just has to learn to accept that out of their love for their parent, you know? Right. So would you say that if, if the, if your child's partner is, if you're saying they can come over for the holidays, is that kind of like, in a way, accepting the sin? Well, and I I personally don't think it is. I don't think it's accepting the sin. I think it's, you know, it's a tough question, Corey. It really is. I mean, it's tough, 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 tough. Um I mean, I don't see it as accepting the sin because, you know, you've had the conversation, I guess, in a, in a perfect world, in a perfect scenario, you know, we've got, um, you know, the child comes to the parent and, and, you know, says, hey, I just want you to know that I'm gay. And the parent says, wow, you know what, we... We believe in, in everything that's in the Word of God. We believe that, that homosexuality is a sin, and we love you, and I know this is something that's hard. It's very hard for, for people in that lifestyle to gr- grasp is that, is that we, love, we hate the sin, but we love the sinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that, you know, in a... In, you know, anybody that follows Christ understands that, to, to hate the sin but love the sinner because we all have sin. You know, we do hate sin, but we love, 
the body of the person, you know, that struggles with the sin. And so, um, so I just think, I think that, um, trying to remember what mm-hmm. I was going Sorry. Well, I, I mean, that's a good opportunity to um, to show love, I think. Yeah, and it's, I think it's, yeah, and it's not acceptance. It's it's just saying, you know, I in this perfect world, it's saying, you know, that we believe that homosexuality is a sin, and, and, and we can't see you as living your life in that sin, and we will always... N- we will always believe that this is a sin, no matter where you go in your life and the choices that you make in your life. We will always stand on on the word of God that it is a sin, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so then the next time, you know, they say, "Hey, I want to bring you know Joey over, you know, for for Christmas dinner," you know. I mean, it's hard. It's it's like, hey, I, you know, you know, we don't really approve of this, you know, of this lifestyle. So you're not going to be able to spend the night together or any of that stuff. But we'd be glad to have him come over. And I mean, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. It's a hard thing. Yeah. I just know that. I just know that to to say no. And to just completely close the door on on anything is is closing the opportunity to show God's love. Yeah. That's just my belief. I just believe it closes the opportunity on God's love um, because so, you know, he brings over his same-sex partner or she brings over her same-sex partner and, you know, one thing that they probably have discussed is whether the parents approve or disapprove. Mm, and so Johnny point. says, you know, no, they don't really approve, you know. So, so what does that really speak about a, a Christian that loves their son and is still willing to have his partner come in, you know, and eat a meal with him? Right. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, I think that's good. I've also was thinking about that other question we were talking about of of knowing where they stand. It kind of goes goes with that in a way and um I think about how if someone's not willing to hear your views on this or they they don't want to hear the truth it's almost best to wait until they're ready instead of True. trying to force them to listen or, or you know, not allow them to be around you or whatever it is. That's true. You're right. Because I think it might chase them away to the other side. So, And that's because it happens. And that's, that's why ultimately, you know, you see... You hit the ground. You seek God's face in this because um, because we don't know how people are going to react to, you know, parents will not know how their child is going to respond, and the child is not going to know how the parent's going to respond. And, um, you know, so I don't know that there's any cut-and-dry answer. 
sure, go ahead and invite them over for a Christmas meal. But, I mean, in some, you know, some situations, it may not be the best thing. Mm-hmm. It may not be best for them to invite them over. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I think it's just crazy. So another thing, you know, we we kind of touched on is that it's important to grieve. You know, that's one of the first steps. And I think it's I think it's just a parent has to realize, "Hey, this has been a death in our lives. This is like a death in our lives." And so do you think it's important for you know, kind of before this whole this whole situation of inviting, you know, their partner over and, you know, all of this stuff, do you think it's important for the parent to share with the child that they're, you know, that they are hurting and that they need some time to grieve before this moves in any, any situation, I mean, any way? Yeah. I do think that's a good thing, just to have that open communication of of what, as for me, looking at my parents, knowing what they're dealing with, because I think I was so focused on myself that I couldn't understand them, and and so I think that's an important piece to know what what's going on with them. Sure. I think I mean I'm totally agreeing with you. I I also think that it's um I think it's needed actually. I think it's important. You know, at that point cuz I kind of think back on my situation, you know, and and just listening to your situation. I think that you know, sometimes when when somebody's struggling then this comes out, it's like it's like it really does. It's a self, self-ish type thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I want this. I want this. You know, I want you to accept me. I want you to say I'm okay. I want you to say I'm right. Right. I mean, yeah. that's the way it is a lot of times these days. It's like, I, I want you to say that I'm right. Right. You know, and I think that that it's important for the parent to realize it's okay to say, you know what, this hurt us. This has hurt us. This is, it's, it's devastated our life, you know? Right. And, and we had dreams for you. Uh, we had dreams. We had hopes. From when you were a little baby, we, you know, we began having dreams for you. When, I, we, when you were in you know, the, the mommy's tummy, you know, we started having dreams for you. You know, and um, and through this process, you know, now our dreams are just shattered. You know, so we need some time. You need to give mm-hmm. us some time. I actually remember also telling my cousin, and she said the same thing. She said, "It's like a death," and I couldn't believe that she responded that way. And it wow. it made me rethink my parents view on it because I was thinking well yeah y'all are my parents y'all just want what you want for me but to hear my cousin say the same thing 
it had an impact on me and I'm, and it made me realize what am I doing or what, what, what path am I heading down that people have this reaction to it, you know? And it was just kind of made me think for a long time. Because you don't see it when you're in that lifestyle. You don't see it at all. Right. I mean, all you see is this is what I want and this is, feels like what I need. Exactly. You know, and I say it feels like because it's... It's a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. You know, you're being deceived. You know, so so when so we're so we're saying that you know it's important parents for you to to share to share with your child that wow this has really hurt us and you need us to give you need to give us some time we just are asking for a little bit of time and then we can come back together and and talk about this a little bit more um, but at this time we just need some time. This time we need some time. And so, you know, so as parents, you may ask what, you know, well, what does grieving look like? Um, I know we're going to, we are going to be talking about this in our next podcast. I think um, it's going to be Lee and, and myself and Corey. We're going to be uh, discussing how to grieve. Do you have any thoughts? Before we close, I just want to let people know that that that's going to be our next one because I do think it's it. I think it take we can use a whole podcast just to talk about the grief process. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything to add. I know I kind of saw my parents deal with it and not know how to really respond to what was going on. It was kind of for a while things weren't talked about. I don't know if they talked about it. I think it was it was just hard on my parents. It was hard on their relationship with each other. And I'm not sure if even if they even knew that grieving was necessary at that time. Right. I don't I don't know. Well, because I think it seems like a lot of times the parents are it's it's just a a place where the parent has been the parent for so long. It's like, you know, you 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 figure out how to keep keep Johnny out of the cookie jar, and you figure out how to keep Susie from climbing out her window, safe, you know, or or how to to stop staying out, you know, late on school nights, and you mm-hmm. know those kinds of things. You know, I yeah. mean, you learn how to set up rules. Um, and that's kind of the way you're, I think that's kind of the way you tick, you know, as a parent, is what do we need to do to to help Johnny or Susie to learn this, you know? And in this situation, you automatically jump into parent role. Right. Well, what do I need to do to make him stop? What mm-hmm. do I need to do to make her think differently? That's good. Yeah. You know? That's and true. And this isn't... Always something you can do, you know. If it's an adult child, it's not as easy. And even you know, we see a lot of a lot of kids, you know, fifteen and sixteen. Well, they're only a few years away from adulthood, and so you know what worked as as a six year old is not going to work the same when you know they're moving almost into adulthood. 
And so, but right. that's where the parent goes. The parent is mm. automatically, and that's okay, parents. I mean, I'm just saying, you're doing what you, you're made to do. You're doing what, what God has ingrained in you to do as a parent, is to protect your child and to train your child in the way you would want them to go and the way that God wants them to go. And so, it's okay. It's okay, but sometimes it feels like it conflicts with um, with everything that's inside of you to look at your child and to say, you know, I'm hurting and I have to grieve. It's almost like a letting go process of saying you're making the choice. I mean, it just makes me think back on the story of the prodigal son, you know, where he demanded, you know, he demanded to have everything that was was due him, and then he leaves, you know, I mean, the the father, I'm sure he didn't want to, you know, but at some point it's a letting go process and it's saying, you know, even if you end up having to, to, to eat with the swine, you know, and to be on your knees eating with the swine, then I have to let you go and, and let God parent you. You know, it's a letting go process. That's where you step back and you say, you know, I have to take time to hurt and to grieve, you know, because I can't be that parent. God has to be that parent at this point. Right. So, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. That's good. So, I think we've, man, we've, we've really covered a lot of stuff today. So... But I look forward to talking about the grieving, and we'll do that tomorrow. Sounds good. And and the the uh, parents thing is what what was that date? Yeah, the parents the parents retreat is going to be November the tenth. And if you'd like more information, you can contact Lee at two one zero eight eight seven nine zero zero seven. Or you can visit us at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And we look forward to talking to you again. Have a good one.